Hello and welcome back to the Coach Hair Show. Thank you so much for listening in. As always, today's episode 12, and we are going over a question from somebody on my email list. I sent out an email yesterday asking what your fitness challenges are and how can I help? And I got a few great responses, one of which we are going to go in-depth in today. If you want to be on that email list and get your questions answered on the podcast, go to the description below and you'll see everything you need to know, all right? So today's question comes from Rachel. It's a very good one, a very relatable one, all about how to get in your workouts when you're busy, when you're working, when you're stressed, there's a lot of stuff going on, all right? So I'm going to read you the question here and then we'll dive in. Quote, currently my biggest challenge with fitness is staying on my program while working. I'm a personal trainer and a youth fitness specialist, and it's hard getting a workout in on top of training my clients, adult and children. I feel like I'm fatiguing my adrenals and need to find a balance to fit in my goals while following through with all of my client goals. Thank you again for all of your hard work and dedication to helping others. If there were more people like you, we'd be in quite a different, more positive world. Well, that last part made my day. Thank you, Rachel, so much for that. I appreciate you as well. All right. So let's get to this question. First, I want to give you a little bit of background on myself and my experiences, just so you know that you are in the right hands with this question specifically, all right? Because I can relate. Training in a personal trainer setting on a gym floor with clients, with chaos all day long, right, can be very stressful. It can be very fatiguing. Same thing with a lot of other careers, right? So this can apply to anybody. If you are working with clients all day, if you have projects, if you are all over the place and you feel like you're fatiguing your energy, it can be hard to get yourself to work out, to exercise, to train, right? If you have a program, it can be hard to stick to, just like Rachel is having trouble with here. So the first thing I want to say, and I will I'll, let me note that I'm going to do my best at the end of the episode to give some clear, actionable takeaways, but I'll probably put in little nuggets here or there, if you want to call them that, that I think can be useful. It might be a little bit out of order just because I'm really thinking um, from a lot of perspectives on this question, but just take with it what you can. Okay. So first things first is we need to come back to the all important question of what is your why with training, right? What is your deep reason behind staying consistent with your program or with whatever the thing is that you want to do? In Rachel's case, she has a program. She wants to be consistent with her training, but again, she feels fatigued. She feels challenged. She feels like she's not as consistent as she'd like to be, and she wants to know what to do. So Coming back to your reasons, right? Finding strong internal, like, I mean, as deep as you can make them reasons for why you want to be consistent with that thing is going to help you drive forward in times of adversity, in times of chaos, in times of stress and fatigue, and honestly, just not feeling like doing the shit that you need to do, okay? So that's something that I used a lot, right? When I was in the, in the gym setting, and I was even busier than I am now in the sense of being on a floor with people all around me, right? I'm working from home now. It's a little bit different. I would, I would go to that, right? In your case, Rachel, you're a trainer. You work with athletes. You work with adults. You work with kids, as did I. And it's so crucial to lead by example. That doesn't mean that you need to be a, a training fiend and be working out every single day, twice a day, and always on top. No. We're going to mess up. We're going to miss days. We're going to we're going to just be human, right? As am I. And so are our clients. So it's very important to let them see that side of you and to, to make it aware that you don't have to be perfect. You shouldn't be. But on the other hand, you want to lead by example because at the end of the day, like we're fitness coaches, right? 
our clients come to us in some way or another because they want to make change. And a very hard part of making change is doing things when you don't feel like doing them, right? Because the people that I work with, the people that you work with, Rachel, the people listening, even Rachel, you and myself, right? Want to make change, we generally know what to do, right? We know that working out consistently, eating healthy foods is all good for us, but we tend to not always feel like doing that stuff, right? Or we would rather do other things that are more tempting. So just as you might not feel the energy, you might not find like feel like you have the time to stick to your program, it's important to be aware of how important it is for your coaching to show your clients that you show up for yourself even when you don't feel like it, okay? So that's one thing that I think is a good frame of mindset to, to begin this conversation with. Another point, a very important point, is that we need to, and again, this applies to anybody listening, we need to be careful of what kind of what kind of parameters we restrict ourselves to. What I mean is you might have a program that you enjoy, you think is helpful for your goals, right? They may be, it may be, but it doesn't have to always look the way that it currently looks, right? You can do a lot of different things and get similar results, whatever you want to determine results to mean. When I was training people six hours a day, seven hours a day, eight hours a day in person, right? Just barely finding time to eat, to go home, to take a shower, to come back, starting at 6 a.m. almost every single day, leaving the gym at 10 p.m. every single day, right? Very weird hours. I would work out when I could work out. I would figure it out, right? Not always perfectly at all, but my program sometimes said 60 minutes straight, 80 minutes straight. It was a set routine, right? These amount of days, but some days, very often actually, I would get through half my workout. I would get a text from a client saying, hey, my meeting ended early. Is it all right if we start 30 minutes earlier? And while that's a whole nother conversation as far as business goes and if, you know, sticking to certain times, et cetera, et cetera, I was accommodating. I still am. You know, it, it was sometimes advantageous for me to, to get out earlier if I wanted to end my day. So I'd be like, yeah, come on, come on by. I would, I would finish up the set I was on, go down, right, rinse up, get my uniform on and train. And then I would come back after and finish up the workout, or I would move it to the next day if I felt that was better, you know? So my point is that don't be afraid to adjust things to make yourself feel like you are on top of what you set out to do, right? Because yes, you could have the same program that you have right now and just chop it up and do 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, and be kind of scattered just to make sure you get it all in. Or you could make yourself feel accomplished in the right way and adjust the programming to your current lifestyle, okay? It should be sufficient enough to get you where you need to go, but if you don't have 60 minutes, five days a week, like your program might say, whatever the time constraints are, make your program 20 minutes a day. And again, you being a trainer, you know what to do, but some people might not. If you're listening and you're like, oh, how can I still get the same goals only doing X amount when I was doing 3X that time? You absolutely can. And that's something I will get into more in the future. Again, get on my email list, ask me how to do that, and I will talk with it. I will talk you through it just as I am right now for your question specifically. But you can do a lot of the same stuff in much less time if you are smart, if you are efficient, if you are pushing with intensity. So, Rachel, for you and for anybody else, first thing I would say is how much time are you expecting your workouts to be? How much are you requiring of yourself? 
and how what is the what is the trend like right like write it on write it down get a piece of paper document the next week the next two weeks look at how long your program should take how much time you actually feel like you have to work out and just analyze what's happening are you planning for 60 minutes but you really are only doing 20 minutes then make your program 20 minutes check that off be a winner right do the things that you set out to do and then go from there and then if more time opens up you can start adding things back in but don't hold yourself to these arbitrary standards that you have to do a certain type of program and then feel like you're always behind because it's not just about the program you're doing, right? It's about, are you mentally, physically, emotionally feeling like you are progressing forward in any way, in any which way that's important, right? For motivation, for consistency. Okay. So I know that was a lot, but take with Take whatever points out of all of what I just said to apply to your situation, okay? Next piece I want to address. This will be brief because I don't think this was the whole point of the question, but Rachel mentioned she's worried about her... Let me find the quote to make sure I'm quoting it correctly. She feels like her adrenals are being fatigued, right? Her adrenal glands. So again... I'm not going to quote some research for you. I'm not going to throw all these scientific things at you. You can look up what you need to. We can always talk about this, but I am not a doctor, right? I'm just going to say that again. I'm not in no way diagnosing. I'm no way saying that anything is happening with you or is not. But adrenal fatigue from general lifestyle things is not backed up by research at all. It's not a real thing, right? You want there is one hundred percent such a thing as um, immune system diseases and like and other potential challenges that people face that affects their recovery, affects their immune system. Go to an endocrinologist if you're worried. Right, get an actual professional opinion from a certified doctor in this field. That's not my place at all. But what I am saying is, life is hard, right? Being a personal trainer, being a youth fitness specialist, as I once was, in person in any way is stressful. There's people all over the gym floor, right? You have you have clients rescheduling, canceling, you have hours moving all the time. You're trying to find it, trying to find time to eat. You're barely getting sleep, right? I spent the first, I think I spent the first eight months or so as a trainer when I was in New York City, sleeping three to four hours a night. Not healthy. I didn't recommend my clients to do that, you know, and they would get like, I sometimes forget that part of my life, but they would come up to me and they would be like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm great. I slept like three, three, four hours. And they would always talk to me about the sleep thing. It's because in that field, right in the traditional sense in a gym, you might have a generally easy day, but you have clients at 6am and you have people at 7pm or 8pm. So you could have all the time in the world in the middle, but your sleeping window at night is very small. So I would not worry at all if you're really worried, go to the doctor, right? But if you're not, if you're generally worried, I would say don't blame the adrenals, don't blame any of these things. Look at your lifestyle. How can you reorganize your day, set boundaries for yourself to make sure that you are recovering and working on the things that you need to work on, okay? And yes, I know it's hard, right? Again, for any field, I'm not saying it's easy. I know we have other commitments. But our, and I cannot stress this enough, our first and primary commitment forever, This and this is my opinion, yes, but it's the opinion of a lot of successful people. Not like I'm not saying this is just my thought. The primary commitment we as people need to make is to ourselves. 
And is it selfish? Yeah, it's selfish. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with having some selfishness in our life because, as I mentioned earlier, you cannot serve others. You cannot do your career properly to your best abilities. You cannot serve your kids, your family, your spouse, your parents, anybody maximally if you are not taking care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever else, right? Doesn't have to be all the time. It won't be all the time, but it it should be as much as you can do it. Okay. So while the day on paper might look chaotic, there might be all of these meetings, all of these things taking up our time and energy. If you are lacking on your workouts because of this, if you're lacking on your sleep because of this, if you aren't getting in the nutrients you need and you're worried about adrenal fatigue and other things, I would say that you need to take this as a big, big warning sign that it's time to, again, you don't have to cancel your whole schedule. Like You can keep managing a lot of things and still take care of yourself, but you need to prioritize yourself first. And this is, and I'm going on this point for a while because when times are a little bit easier, this might seem not that hard to do. It's like, okay, I'll make a time for myself. I'll plan it out. Great. But something's going to come up. And just because you as Rachel are an awesome person and you care about others, just as everybody else does listening, we naturally, right? I do this too. Everyone does this. Naturally put ourselves on the back burner and say, okay, but someone needs me. This thing needs me. I'll get to myself later. But when you start to do that, it becomes a habit and it's hard as hell to break, right? So you need to rebuild that habit of taking care of yourself first, still doing your job, still taking care of your other priorities, but make time for yourself and not just the time, right? It's what you do in the time. The energy is more important than the time. 10 minutes for yourself well spent is a hell of a lot better than an hour half-assed, right? 10 minutes of focused training or focused meditation or focused journaling or focused walking, clearing out your mind, right? Whatever you need to do to feel your energy be restored is very powerful. An hour of just kind of moving your body around, but like not feeling any kind of purpose with it, eh, you know? So focus on the energy. You can maximize very little time. Um, I have some other notes here. So let's see. Yeah, defining your why, right? You want to define your why. You want to have those deep reasons for what you're doing. Another, oh, another thing. This is something that I wrote down. So this goes for if you are a personal trainer, as you are Rachel, and for anybody else, right? If you're struggling, again, with the time commitment for yourself, and this can be, we can be talking about working out, but I want to talk about anything, whether it's exercising or some other physical, mental, emotional practice for your health and strength, time for yourself. And I mean yourself by nobody else, right? Not social media, not on the phone, not with your spouse, like 100% you. Treat that time as a meeting with a client as a meeting with another company, as a meeting with your boss, right? If you are consistently, whether even if you hate it, I don't know, again, I'm talking to the masses here. Even if you don't like whatever the meetings are in your day, like if you're always showing up for them regardless, you're able to show up for things. Let that sink in, right? If you are training clients, if you are doing these things and you don't always feel like it, right? But that, that's your work. That's how you make money. You're gonna show up for them. You consistently do, right? Or else you wouldn't have that position, that job, that responsibility. So you are able, don't sell yourself short. You're able to show up for things, right? You're able to do this. 
So now just do it for yourself. Yes, it's easier said than done, but it can be done. I say this all the time, like easier said than done isn't an excuse, you know? Yes, it's it's easy to talk about, it's hard to do, but it's worth doing, so do it if you want that change, okay? So practical takeaways for you, Rachel. Look at your day, right? First thing is put, again, being a trainer, being somebody that works with clients, I know that very well. Put it on your calendar and do not let anybody mess with it, right? You guard that time with your life. I couldn't be more serious about this. It's so important for yourself, especially if this is something you want. It doesn't have to be 60 minutes. It could be 20 minutes, right? You determine what the time is. If, if you can make 60 minutes work, make it work. But go to your calendar, block out, not just like three days a week, right? Even if the program calls for three, I'm a big believer in daily. It doesn't have to be a ton of time every day or something very overwhelming to do from the get, right? But there's something about when I wake up, this is what I'm going to do today at this time or in some way that is very powerful. It's not just, I do this a few times here and there throughout the week. So Monday through Friday, even better, Monday through Sunday, go on your calendar, block out a section of whatever time you determine, 20 minutes, 30, 60. That is your time for training, for whatever else you need to get done in that time, right? To not be disturbed and just build the habit of sticking to it. It's going to be hard. You're going to get to one day, you're going to feel motivated probably off the gate. You're like, oh, this is my new routine. Maybe the next day you're going to get a call. You're going to have to switch things up. But the more you guard that time as if it is another client's time, the better. And I'm going to, I have to keep sticking on this because this can be taken in so many ways, right? So again, if you're listening, this is not just applying to personal trainers. This is applying to anybody with responsibility in their life and a lack of focus or energy or consistency. If you put if you care about somebody or a client or a project or whatever and you put have that on your calendar and then right before that time right somebody else calls out your your attention or something else calls your attention and says over here over here like we need to do this you are likely not going to cancel the first thing because you owe it to that person or to that project right that's a commitment that you can't you're not breaking so again you can do that it's not that you can't do it it's that when it's ourselves we choose to put it on the back burner. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm throwing a lot of stuff out today. That was me throwing my book if you heard that. Um, again, the takeaways are if you are busy, it's it's not it's not some like crazy metabolic thing. Most likely go to an endocrinologist, go to a doctor if you are really worried. But if it's otherwise healthy in your life, it's about energy management. Okay. And I truly will finish now. I've Energy management over time management. Time management is a buzzword. It's a it's a very big thing right now to talk about time management. And that's yes, it it exists. It's important, right? Manage the time, what time is here. But what I think is an even more important asset than time is energy. Yes, we don't get our time back, right? We only live a certain amount of years. We can never get time back. But you could live 110 years and have a terrible life if you spent your energy poorly or you didn't use your energy to its fullest, right? I would much rather live to 75 having a thriving, energetic, purpose-driven life than live to 105 and be a lazy piece of shit and do nothing and help nobody and be bitter, right? Like again, that's a that's a broad example, but my point is energy matters so much. So bringing it all the way back to this present day, this present moment with whatever your situation is, 
Use a little bit of time if you can find it, right? Maximize your energy in there. Make the most of it. Be purpose-driven and then go from there, okay? So that's it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Again, if you enjoyed today, if the answer was helpful, if you have a question similar to Rachel's and you want me to go into it on the podcast or at least give you an email response back and dive into it with you personally, description below, jump on my email list. You also get some free stuff in the process. I It depends on when you're listening, but there's going to be something down there for you and we will chat soon. All right. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Take care.